The following is a production of the Ohio Sports Gazette. The following is a production of the Ohio Sports Gazette. This is Set Piece Pitchcast. Hello and welcome in to Set Piece Pitchcast. I am Justin Thomas. We are looking here at the fact of the matter. We have a pitchcast today, Set Piece. It's March 2nd. It's the beginning of the MLS season. And as always, this is a presentation of the Ohio Sports Gazette, a spot where we have a look at both of Ohio's professional soccer clubs. That would be FC Cincinnati and Columbus Crew. So we're going to take a look at them today. We'll take a look at kind of my MLS preview as a whole. We'll get you excited for the MLS season that's starting up soon. So as a reminder, this is a presentation of the Ohio Sports Gazette. The Ohio Sports Gazette has everything dealing with Ohio sports. So we got you covered for NFL, MLB, MLS, NHL, NBA. All of Ohio's teams are put in there. Also, Ohio's collegiate teams are put in there. So you can find Ohio State football and basketball, Cincinnati Bearcats, football and basketball, as well as Xavier, Dayton, uh, Horizon League, and Maction all coming your way with the Ohio Sports Gazette. So if you haven't checked us out yet, you got to go find our website. It's ohiosportsgazette.com. You can go on there. Pages for all of Ohio's professional teams, um, and they're co- some most are collegiate teams as well. And you can take a look at what's happening. Uh, we'll have game previews and recaps and things like that. Opinion matters from uh, myself and a few other folks that write here and there. Uh, so if you are interested, please check out our website. You can also check out our podcast that we have for the Ohio Sports Gazette. That is on Anchor as the host platform for that. So check us out, Ohio Sports Gazette, at the Anchor podcast. So you can listen in to see how that goes. But today we're talking about MLS because this is Pitchcast, Set Piece Pitchcast, a production of the Ohio Sports Gazette, and we're looking at everything dealing with soccer. And Ohio's got two professional clubs now. They have the original founding member, the Columbus Crew, and now they have the newest member, FC Cincinnati. So we're going to look at both those teams. We're going to look at the league as a whole. We're going to try and go through this semi-quickly because I got to get off to Columbus, uh, me and my brother, for lunch, and then we're going to the game tonight, Columbus Crew versus New York Red Bulls at 4 30 p.m. and then FC Cincinnati is out west taking on Seattle Sounders that's a late one uh 10 p.m. that one will be on Fox Sports Ohio though so there is a new playoff format for the MLS uh no longer are the legs no longer this and that so what's going to happen now is we are going to see if a team can run the table without losing matches because before you could lose a match like one nil but you come back and win two nil the next week and you'd be through to the next round so this time we're doing it just straight up all single elimination so the top seven teams in each side are going to make it to the playoffs the overall winner from each conference will get a first round bye everyone else going to play your standard you know two seven three six four five format the winners of that will go on and be more, looks like it's going to be a standard bracket. So the one seed is going to get that by to the next round. Everyone else will have to play a one and done elimination. So if it's tied one one two two eight eight after the after the uh, after regulation, you're going to extra time. And if it's still tied extra time, you're going to go to the penalty shootout. So that's how this is all going to work for the MLS. Um, so the top seven seeds, though, this is a new thing because it used to just be the top six. So 24 teams in the league. That's 12 in each. 12 in each conference, you're going to see the top seven uh, from each conference go. All right. I'm not going to say that I'm a wizard and I know what everything's going to happen or how it's going to end up for the 
final standings. But this is just my gauge. This is just what I'm going to put out there. And, you know, I'm probably going to be way off, probably going to be way wrong. Um, but for that matter, you know, you can look back at this and laugh at me and say, oh, that guy did not know what he was talking about, even though I, you know, sometimes pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But overall, I you know, this is fun. It's always fun to make predictions. I try and do it with, uh, with MLB and I try and do it with NFL and things like that. Uh, so we'll see how this we'll see how this goes. Um, I will say I usually do get on my my dry erase board and I like put it on each team and I go through and simulate like the whole season on how I think it's going to happen. Um, I did not do that uh, for this. Didn't have quite enough time before I was predicting, you know, making the show. So it's probably not going to have, you know, the full effect. So it's just going to be gauging it. So that'll be my excuse if it's if it's not right. Um, but anyways, this is how I think it's going to shape up. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. New York Red Bulls, I think, are they're the one team that always does really, really well, but then they always somehow just come up short in the end. Um, I think that we'll probably see a little bit more like this. I think they're always gunning for that supporter shield, so they're going to be going after it. I think, personally, uh, they will – I think they might actually snag it once again this year. Um, they seem to be the club that's always the one that does it. Now, do they win the MLS Cup? No, they usually win the supporter shield, and then they get knocked out at some point in the – um, in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be the ones that are once again going to get the job done for the supporter shield. I think they'll finish first in the East. Atlanta United, the defending MLS Cup champions, they're going to be right there neck and neck with uh, New York Red Bulls. They're the ones that won the MLS Cup despite uh, losing on final match day for the supporter shield. They're going to be up there once again. DC United is going to be in third. I think that they're going to be pretty good as well. Wayne Rooney, um, Acosta, that just combination just spells doom for most teams. So I think they're going to be pretty good. Columbus Crew, I think with everything that's happened off the field, now they're still going to be here in MLS because this might have been a season that they were going to be in Austin. Nope, still in Columbus. Uh, I think that they are going to be just always a dark horse team that a lot of people kind of overlook. Uh, Columbus not a major market compared to some of the other places, but I think Columbus Crew are actually going to keep it together. they got a good core group of players. Um, they're going to have a tough stretch down the end because they're going to lose goalkeeper Zach Steffen to Manchester City. But I think this is a team that can really play well. They play well in the system they have. Caleb Porter's coming in um, to replace Greg Berhalter, who left for the United States national team. And, great, and Caleb Porter has um, – won an MLS Cup. So he knows what he's doing. And, and you know, he's an Ohio guy. Same with uh, Tim Bezvachenko, who is the new president, new ownership. I think Columbus Crew are going to finish fourth uh, in the playoff table. Fifth. Uh, this is where I kind of started to struggle, to be honest with you. There's too many teams that are all right here in the, kind of the neck of things where I thought they might um, be able to get in and out. And Philadelphia, I ended up giving the nod to. I actually had them much lower. And then after I kind of reevaluated, I decided, uh, you know, I think the union are going to get it done. They've been on the cusp. So for so many years, and finally last year, they got into the playoffs. I think they're going to get back into the playoffs this year, um, and they're going to be a formidable foe, I think, because they are getting that experience um, with that group of players. I think Philadelphia Union are going to finish fifth. New York City FC, uh, they're losing David Villa, so that's going to be interesting. But I think that they'll have a, collectively a, a solid core of talent. Um, they'll be able to get them still into the playoffs. I am finishing sixth. Uh, this is probably a homer pick because if you look at a lot of MLS analysts, they have FC Cincinnati much, much lower. I'm going to go out on a whim. I'm going to say people are going to underestimate them. I've seen what this club can do for the last several years, living here in Cincinnati, going to the games, covering the team. And I think the FC Cincinnati might snag that last playoff spot. Hopefully, right? That'd be awesome for them to get into the playoffs their first season. Um, but FC Cincinnati, I'm going to put right here at the seventh seed. That means that Toronto and Montreal are the two that really probably could be in the playoffs that I don't think are going to get into the playoffs. 
I think those two are end up going to be just down the outside looking out. Obviously, Toronto FC won the playoff cup or MLS Cup two years ago, and then last year had an abysmal season, as do most MLS teams that win the MLS Cup. But anyways, um, I think they're going to finish just outside. Obviously, they're losing uh, um, Sebastian Javinko. Uh, Josie Altador is back, though, so it'll be interesting to see how this team um, plays. I think they're going to be much better, but I'm not sure if they're going to get quite back in there. Uh, Montreal Impact, that's another tough one for me because I think that's a team that can really uh, play well at times, but they also can play kind of scatterbrained at times. So if they really put together, they can make a surge and get into that top seven as well. Orlando City, it's going to be interesting. If Nani comes in and gets the job done supplying Dom Dwyer and some of those folks up top, then Orlando City could surge. Um, I originally had them actually up here in the sixth spot. Um, and, and then I kind of reevaluated it and, and I, I put them out in favor of Philadelphia. But I think that Orlando City could – this could be the year they, they might actually contend for that uh, playoff spot um, as they have yet to get in since they've uh, been in the MLS. Um, New York Red Bulls and Chicago Fire – or sorry, uh, New England Revolution and Chicago Fire. Um, I, I just – I'm not seeing a whole bunch from them that's going to really convince me that they are going to get into um, – a threatening spot. Um, Chicago Fire might, if they kind of had it put together, you know, two years ago, they they were awesome and they kind of lost steam right when they hit the playoffs and they got bounced in the first round. The last year, they were not very good at all. Um, but this is a team that, you know, has potential. Revolution also has some potential as well. But I just think with what some of the other clubs have done, I'm just not sure I can see them getting in um, to the top seven. As for a Western Conference, I think Los Angeles FC, um, they're going to be hungry. Uh, last year, they got bounced by uh, Real Salt Lake. Um, this was a team that finished very high and then and then right at the very end lost it uh, to folks like uh, Sporting KC and, and Seattle. But I think that this is a team that's going to be hungry. I think they're going to go and get the Western Conference. I think Portland Timbers are going to be running their tail off. See, Portland Timbers were the Western Conference um, defending champions. They lost to Atlanta in the MLS Cup. I think they're going to be up there. Sporting Kansas City. It's like the best team that no one talks about. Every single year, uh, Peter Vermees has Sporting Kansas City in the playoffs making damage. And they always, they, you know, they've won it um, back in, in 2013. And this is a team that's been up there every single time. And they've lost, I think, to every MLS Cup champion, like on and off. They lost to the Portland Timbers in that wild penalty shootout. They lost to Seattle Sounders the year the Sounders won. Um, so this is a team that just – is always on the cusp, and then it, it, they just something happens in the playoffs. I mean, that's what happens in the playoffs, right? But um, I think this is a team that can do really well, um, and you know, this might be your your dark dark horse if you want to call it that. They're they're good every single season. I mean, Namath is back, things like that. This this is going to be a really good team. Um, so you will have to watch them. Seattle Sounders, I think, will finish fourth. Um, I think Sounders are going to be collectively a really good team, as they always are. They're like Sporting Kansas City. Like, not many people talk about them because they've been around for so long. And they finally got that MLS Cup a couple years ago with any shot on goal on that penalty shootout. But I think Sounders are going to be up here. FC Dallas, I think, will be once again up here as well, finishing the fifth spot. Real Salt Lake, they just... They just put it together as a collectively sound team. They're like Kansas City. No one's talking about Salt Lake City. Um, but, you know, they're getting the job done. They play in an awesome stadium, Rio Tinto Stadium. Um, and I think that this team is going to be able to get there. Uh, this is this is the tough one for me. I mean, I got like three teams here. And I'm going to give the nod to Minnesota United. So, Matt, if you were listening, I'm going to give the nod to your, to your loons here. I think that Minnesota United – this might be the year. They got a collectively good talent they've been building um, every every single year. And now they got a new stadium. 
Um, so I think things are going to be putting together for Minnesota United. I think that I'm going to pick them for a nice little run there um, in which they're going to find that final seven spot. I know that means there's no Zlatan again and no Ola Kamara in the in the playoffs, but this, this team, they're going to be a lot more hungry. But I just think that they might get beat by some of these other collectively better teams. I, I just don't see consistently Galaxy being able to really be better than uh, the top four, at least, um, game in and game out. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can knock out um, – I mean, FC Dallas was pretty good last year too. So it's going to be interesting if they can fit in here. I can see them getting in, especially when we got Zlatan, Ibrahimovic. I mean, anything can happen, right? But I'm going to be the rascal here and, and say that they're going to just finish just outside like they did last year. Houston Dynamo, same thing. This is a team that plays well at times, but then they kind of fell off – the map uh, last year, Colorado, Tim Howard's swan song is his last season for the MLS. Um, they got Kai Kamara now too. So we interested to see how everything just, just gels. They got Benny Fellhaber as well. Um, so Fellhaber can supply Kamara. That could be a good duo um, for the Rapids, but I'm just not sure they're going to be able to contend with the Western conference. Vancouver, probably lower than they should be, um, but we'll see how they kind of play. They're a lot, a little bit higher last year. Um, and then San Jose, I gotta, they got to prove something to me. They have not really done anything the last several years. They have to prove to me that they can actually, you know, contend consistently. I'm going to tell you straight up, though, San Jose is a tough place to play, um, but you got to get some points on the road throughout the entire season. So that's just what I think um, we're going on with, with the MLS projection. So that's kind of my predictions uh, with how I think the table will finish out. European electives, schools in session. All right, we're going to take a look at some of the European matches uh, that you should check out today. Um, if you have some downtime, uh, if your MLS team is not playing, if there's not MLS games on, um, most of these are probably already happening right now. I know some of them are a little bit later, like 245-ish. Um, so, you know, if you're at uh, any, you know, your local you know, pub or whatever, then you can check this out. But this is the big one. Germany. You got a big one here in Deutschland tonight. You got uh, Borussia uh, Gladbach and Bayern Munich. This is two. This is three in the table. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So it's out here at Mönchengladbach, um, and this is going to be a big match because Dortmund's still up top and first. Obviously, Bayern Munich's going to try and, uh, you know, want to escalate that. But don't forget about these guys here from uh, Mönchengladbach. They're a pretty sound team. They've always been one of the top teams in Germany the last several years. You just never talk about them because it's usually between Bayern and, and Dortmund. So um, check out this one. This one's going to be a really good one. This – I think it's already happened. I, I probably should have gotten your score update here. Uh, this was the 745 one. But Tottenham Hotspur, Arsenal, the North London Derby. Uh, this is going to be a, a good one. I'm, I'm not sure who exactly uh, finished up with the win with that one. Um, make sure you check that out. Probably already did if you, you know, pay attention to, to what's going on in the European world. Um, you got another Liverpool Derby here. Everton versus Liverpool. Um, I know these are two of uh, the clubs. I know Rob Martin's following uh, Everton. I uh, got some other folks there following Liverpool. So that's always going to be a big one. Everton, always kind of that more high mid-table type of club, but they're going to definitely want to try and knock Liverpool down a peg. Liverpool right now is leading the English Premier League. A big one in Italy today. Two of them actually get to. Uh, the first one, a battle for the capital city of Rome. You have Lazio. You have Roma. Two very good teams that always are going to be battling it out for the city of Rome. Um, so this one's going to be really good. Make sure you check that one out if you got uh, some time. And then Napoli and Juventus. Juventus, obviously, top team consistently throughout the uh, Serie A in Italy. Uh, but Napoli's been very solid as well. So this is going to be uh, a big one in Italy. France, Marseille, 
St. Etienne. Uh, this is a battle between four and five, if I remember my uh, numbers correctly. So uh, four and five, these these are going to be some, you know, trying to jockey for position, most likely for um, trying to stay up into the Champions League spots. A big one in Portugal, it's the two rivals, Porto, Benfica. They're going at it today. So check that out as well. Uh, always a class between those two. And then the El Clasico. Here it is, right? Real Madrid, Barcelona. That's today as well. So so many good matches today. You have match day one for MLS. And then on the European side, they're trying to counter it with all these excellent matches. I don't know who's scheduling for each of these leagues, but they're trying to put it all together um, this weekend as well. So plenty of awesome soccer going on this week that you need to check out. All right, let's talk about FC Cincinnati. Club is in their first MLS season. They are taking on Seattle Sounders out west in Seattle. That's going to be a pretty formidable opponent, pretty formidable uh, environment. So that's going to rival kind of, you know, with what we've got here with FC Cincinnati and Nippert Stadium. But I think that this is a team um, that is going to be able to turn some heads this year. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people are kind of underestimating them. And I know this is interesting. A lot of the experts did have um, high hopes for Atlanta going in. And Atlanta did prove that. So um, they didn't have the same kind of standards with uh, Minnesota United, but they did with LAFC. So it'll be interesting to see if this is going to be an FC Cincinnati team that's going to um, kind of shock the world in a way, because a lot of people are downplaying them when they've upplayed a lot of teams that have had success. So I'm interested to see if FC Cincinnati can turn the heads that they need to. Obviously, they got a good core talent. They got TD and Spencer Rishi as the two goalkeepers that you could switch in and out uh, defensively. Greg Garza is going to be good once he's fully healthy. Uh, you got Forrest Lasso coming back from last season that he's going to be trying to make a, a, a big impression. You got some folks, uh, Corbin Bone, who's been with the club since day one, um, and he is coming out playing now in the MLS. And then Darren Maddox, he's not fully healthy. He's out, I believe, for today, or questionable at least. Um, but he's a big player that's always been, you know, successful anywhere he goes. Fernando Adi has been moved over here from Portland last year. He came uh, midway through the season. So he's back in the MLS after, you know, a small stint with USL to get um, prior to FC Cincinnati here in the MLS. So this will be an interesting uh, day for the club. Plus you got some newcomers here, uh, Nazmi Abadawi and Emmanuel Ledesma. Those guys are going to be getting kind of the first taste of uh, MLS in a while uh, since they were at the club last year. Um, Ledesma, I think, is kind of my, my key factor because a lot of people in MLS are going to know about Adi. I'm not sure how many people will know or remember about um, Ledesma. So I think Ledesma could be the X factor here for FC Cincinnati if he can get some some goals, things like that, which he was awesome in the USL season for, for FC Cincinnati. So I think he's going to be the key guy. Also, um, FC Cincinnati does have a new mascot. So if you knew, if you have not checked them out yet, um, you need to check that out because Gary is his name. Um, Gary, the, the FCC mascot, uh, is, is the new guy that's going to be patrolling around the MLS because, um, you know, everyone needs to have uh, a mascot. So that's just how you have to do it when you get into it. Um, oh, here we go. I was trying to get this loaded up for you guys. And there we go. So that's what he looks like. Uh, so if you, you know, obviously get a better picture than just my phone, but I'm excited that there's a new mascot now for FC Cincinnati. Uh, another big cat. I have, I just, I like big cats for some reason. I don't really know why, but it's just my favorite thing. You know, I like tigers. Uh, the lions are cool. Um, I like small cats too. Uh, we got Archie around here somewhere, but anyway, so, uh, and the little dude back in my aunt's place, but you know, we have all these mascots and this one, I think is why I can get behind. Some of them don't look so good. 
but I think Gary the Lion looks pretty good. Um, I know Gary comes from the actual you know, logo itself. It spells out Gary, something like that. Um, if you're wondering why there's such a generic name for a mascot, but there is some story behind it. But yeah, so that gets you kind of caught up on that. All right, Columbus Crew, let's talk about off-season stuff. Uh, they thought they weren't going to be here this season. Uh, the Save the Crew movement, hats off to you guys because you guys were in and out day after day after day after day uh, in the community, on Twitter, everything, getting the word out, saving the crew, um, and hats off to you guys for just doing a phenomenal job. You know, there's a lot of us that, you know, wrote some things. I wrote a piece as well about trying to save the crew, but you guys were in, the, you know, in the trenches um, from day one throughout the entire process. So hats off to you guys for really helping save the crew, saving a team that I have been a fan of since day one, since I was a young tot uh, playing soccer. So that's awesome. And I am, I'm so happy um, that you guys, you know, especially, you know, a lot of us did all collectively have our pieces in here, but you guys were definitely like every single day we're living, breathing and dying uh, with save the crew. So that is awesome. Um, and we got, you know, the old owner out. He can do his thing in Austin. We got new ownership, Haslam family, and Dr. Pete Edwards, who's been with the club since day one as the doctor. So he's now uh, one, of the, one of the owners. So that's awesome. He's in the community. He's on radio shows. He's on TV. That's what an owner's supposed to do. A local ownership that's in the community. FC Cincinnati's got with Jeff Birding and Columbus Crew now have it with uh, Pete Edwards. So that's awesome. Obviously, Frankie Hayduk's out in the city skateboarding and doing crazy things as well as a public ambassador. But uh, Columbus Crew now. New president, Tim Bespachenko, comes from Toronto FC. Toronto FC has been last, you know, if you raced last year, uh, has been one of the top clubs throughout the um, last five years or so. Um, Caleb Porter comes in now. He had a season off from coaching. Now he's coming into Columbus to coach. He chose Columbus over LA Galaxy. So that's awesome. You know, very rarely do you think Columbus is going to get a coach chosen over, um, L, you know, LA. But Caleb Porter coming to Columbus, coming back home, and obviously he was a coach at Akron for a long time, won Akron's only national championship, the Akron Zips, University of Akron. Um, and then he won the title with Portland Timbers. Unfortunately, it was over Columbus and Columbus. But we'll forget about that if, you know, if uh, Caleb Porter can get the job done and win the MLS Cup here with Columbus crew. Milton Valenzuela, this is the bummer. He is out, looks like, for the whole season um, with, a, with an injury. Uh, but – the club made some big moves, and they got Waylon Francis back. You remember Waylon Francis from, like, you know, the good old days when uh, when Columbus was tearing it up um, and vying for the MLS Cup. Waylon Francis is coming back, so he's going to fit in nicely. He's played with most of these guys before, so I think he's going to fit right in. It looks like he was doing so um, in preseason. Obviously, we had the uh, the um, Carolina Classic Cup or whatever it's called in Charleston, Columbus ended up winning, um, I do believe, with the you know, goal differential. Um, and they did hit FCC with the 3-0 defeat um, in the last game of the season. Obviously, they were up 2-0 before FCC did have red card, and that kind of ended things. But the fact of the matter is um, I'm excited for Columbus Crew. It's you know, Last night was Crew Christmas Eve, <laughs> and then today is Christmas. So uh, 4.30 p.m. is the match time. I'll be there. I'm going to leave right after I do this uh, This you know, set piece, pitch cast. Um, I'm going to be leaving going up there. Uh, so, you know, see me around up at the games. I know there's a bunch of guys going. Um, so hats off to everyone once again to make this a reality for Columbus crew to still be here all season. All right, scarf selections. This is going to be like one of my favorite segments of the pitch cast show. Scarf selections. The picks for match day one. How do I think things are going to shape up? Now, it's not quite fun to do draws, uh, which can happen in soccer. You know, it's more fun to just pick a winner straight up. So I might 
actually feel there might be more of a draw situation, but uh, you know, I got to pick a winner, right? It's more fun that way. Plus, you know, I got the logos that fly off if they, if they lose. So let's get down to it. Inaugural season, FC Cincinnati. This is going to be sort of out of order here, but um, FC Cincinnati, 10 p.m. tonight, Fox Sports Ohio, or sorry, Fox Sports 1. Fox Sports 1 is where FC Cincinnati is going to be on 10 p.m. tonight. They're out west taking on Seattle Sounders. Now, the, you know, the, the skeptic in me, the, the person that's been more analyzing the league, is, is FC Cincinnati going to go on the road and beat Seattle? Maybe not, but I think they can draw. I think that this is a team that can really get the job done defensively. Um, they can play compact. I think that they might shock some people tonight when they go out on the road and get um, Seattle with that draw. But remember, I said I'm not doing draws, so I'm going FC Cincinnati uh, to, I don't know, win or draw or whatever. At least get some points. We'll go with that way. On the road, uh, that's my big pick for tonight, okay? Uh, Philadelphia Union, Toronto FC. This is going to be a telling season for Toronto FC. Are they going to get back into that cusp where they were? Um, or are they going to miss the playoffs for a second straight year? Philadelphia Union is going to be the other way. Are they going to get back into the playoffs for a second straight year? Or are they going to go out and revert back to their old Philadelphia selves? This one's at home. Philadelphia has been pretty good at home last couple seasons. I'm going with the Union. I think the Union are going to get the win tonight. Um, Orlando City, New York City. I think this is going to be interesting. If Nani is a beast like he's been in Europe and he can feed the ball to Don Dwyer, Orlando City could turn some heads this year. Um, but right now, I think uh, I think I got to go with the with New York City because I think this is a club. Um, the talent wise, they're going to try and prove to people that they're still the old um, New York City. I'm going to go Nani. What the heck? Nani and Dom Dwyer, they're going to link up. This is going to be the you know dynamic duo throughout this year. I think that Orlando City is going to get the job done at home. Um, all right, FC Dallas, New England Revolution. Revolution trying to kind of prove themselves, get the back themselves into the playoffs. FC Dallas has consistently been uh, one of the better teams despite having some kind of little attendance records. Um, they're kind of been in the bottom half of the league. But I think that FC Dallas, um, I think they're going to be good again this year. I think this is a club um, that might, maybe be a dark horse if they put it together. Last year, they were really good, and then the playoffs, they just fell apart. Um, but I'll tell you what, they did have a fun little segment where uh, the ownership brought out some really goofy-looking jerseys and were asking players' opinions and had them on camera, uh, like left the room, and the players were like, I'm not wearing this on the field. They had like one with like a full-fledged uh, like bull, um, like a cartoon bull and things like that. But that was a fun segment. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, I think it was on their, on their Twitter page. Um, but – I, this is FC Dallas all the way for today. Um, Colorado Rapids, Portland Timbers. It's Tim Howard's last game. We'll see how Kai Kamara and Benny Fellhauber can play. But I think Portland Timbers collectively are just going to be too strong. Portland is going to be playing on the road for the majority of the early season goings because they have, they're have they building more stands onto their, um, their stadium. So that will be interesting to see once they get back. I'm sure that's going to be televised because, you know, Portland's one of the big soccer cathedrals in the uh, United States. But Portland Timbers are going to get the job done here today. Houston Dynamo, Real Salt Lake. I, I've said it. Houston Dynamo I think are going to be really good. I think this is going to be a good match. Uh, but I think Real, Real Salt Lake in the end – uh, you know, you got guys like Nick Romando and, and folks like that that just find ways to just deny you opportunities. And I, and I think that this is going to be Real Salt Lake going on the road and at least getting a point. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, Minnesota United. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is, right? Uh, Vancouver is always tough at home, um, playing up there in, in northwest, uh, um, well, 
I guess it's actually Southwest Canada, but um, you know, Vancouver is always tough, but I think Minnesota, I told you this is, this is Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to get the job done here, get at least a point of the road. And they're going to show people, Hey, the loons are here to play. Okay. Los Angeles galaxy, Chicago fire, Zlatan, Ola Kamara, you know, no one really talks about Ola Kamara. Everyone's talking about Zlatan and, you know, the Santos and other guys. But Ola Kamara is a beast, and he was playing at Columbus. I'm giving him the shout-out right now because Ola Kamara is a guy that can tear it up, all right? And when he's fed the ball, he's awesome. I um, mean, he's got headers and things like that. So, you know, and he's, he's from Norway, too. I don't know if you know that. He's from Norway, and you got Zlatan from Sweden. You got, like, the two Vikings. Uh, I'm going to call it. I don't know if that's, if that's right or not. But, you know, those two are nations are nations that had Vikings way back in ancient history. Um, so those two, if they're linking up, they're going to be on, on fire. We'll see if they can get the job done in the end for the playoffs. Chicago, I'm not really seeing too much from, even though they still have Bastion Schweinsteiger and a couple good guys. Uh, but I, I think that this one's going to be, especially in L.A., it's going to be the Galaxy. San Jose, Montreal Impact. I said I got to be proven what's going to happen from San Jose. Uh, Impact in Montreal, they're always a very tough team. But I think sometimes on the road, they just go absent-minded. And they, you know, as most teams in the MLS do. But I think uh, San Jose is just a weird place to play. I think the Quakes are going to get the job done um, today. This is a big one, y'all. Uh, DC United, Atlanta United. Um, I think that... This is going to be awesome. It'll be interesting how Atlanta plays without um, Almarone. Now they brought in another guy that's going to be really, really good. Uh, Joseph Martinez is still there, so there's that. Um, DC United, obviously, Wayne Rooney and Acosta. I think that this is going to be a really, really good match. I think this is one you need to tune into if you're not doing anything. Uh, this is one of the two tomorrow, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, check it out. I'm going to go with the team seeking the tie Galaxy. They were the original Fellas, they're atop of the table for so long. I'm going DC United. Um, they, they won the first MLS Cup, you know, and, and I think they're trying to get back to that stage. Um, I think DC United's going to get the job done. Los Angeles FC and Sporting Kansas City, two teams that are going to be uh, uh, clearly at the top of the of the Western of the Western Conference table, in my opinion. Okay, so let's take a look at some of these uh, other games that are happening as well. Um, so we took. Los Angeles Galaxy. Um, I think that's the San Jose Earthquakes. They always play very tough at home. Uh, Montreal Impact, probably the better team, but I think they're going to falter here on the Rosie de la season. I think I'm going to take the Quakes. Big one in the nation's capital day. D.C. United hosting Atlanta United FC. Obviously, this is a big-time matchup. I think it's going to go back to D.C. United at home with Wayne Rooney and Acosta and those folks. I think they're going to get the job done over Joseph Martinez um, and, you know, the new requirements, things like that. I think that uh, D.C. United will get the win. Out in Los Angeles, got a big one tomorrow. Those, uh, the last one's tomorrow as well. But this one is Los Angeles FC and Sporting Kansas City. Um, I think that that place is going to be packed. going to be rocking at L.A. And I think they're going to be kind of bummed out at the end because I think the Road Warriors, of Sporting Kansas City are going to get the job done for um, tomorrow's match. I think they're going to get the win. Big one. It's the big one here with Columbus Crew and New York Red Bulls. This is our feature match. Obviously, Columbus got rid of their last owner. They have new ownership that's localized. Hasselman from Cleveland, Dr. Pete Edwards from Columbus, who has been here since day one with the club as the doctor for the club. I think with the, uh, the now... Um, you know, coming home, Tim Esmachenko, the new president, and Caleb Porter, the new coach, coming home as well. I think that this club is going to be um, awesome. I think they're going to be excited. The, the 
community is going to rally around them. They're going to be here. This is going to be a big time match. Red Bulls is no or no um, horrible opponent though. Red Bulls is really really good. They're you know who I said I thought might win the Supporter Shield earlier. So this is a big time match. You already know who I'm taking. I'm taking the Columbus Crew. Uh, I think this is going to be a big win for the crew in front of their home fans. They're going to get the job done. Um, edge out New York Red Bulls, maybe like 3-2 or something crazy. And I think that the fans are going to be excited. There's going to be more people there because of what this season means since this is a game that we thought might not even be happening um, last year with how we thought things might um, be rearranged. But here they are, 2019 Columbus Crew still in Columbus, and they're taking on the Red Bulls tonight. And I think they're going to get – the win. So Columbus, Columbus, Columbus. Yeah, I'm going to be there tonight. I'm sure I'm going to say that like multiple times. I'm probably going to have a voice by the end of it. So um, I'm excited for Columbus crew tonight. Also for FC Cincinnati in their inaugural match. This has been a production of the Ohio Sports Gazette. You have been listening to Set Piece Pitchcast. <laughs>